0: things were you know before the games started and it was the same for the olympic games the problem with that is that it means that there are problems then during the games themselves it's a, a situation of crisis management there were problems during the olympic games of catering transport getting athletes around were there enough volunteers at some venues only 20 percent of volunteers were present at a given time and i think we'll see similar problems during the paralympic games there have been cutbacks of 20 million pounds about 28 million dollars forced upon the Paralympic movement and Rio 2016 to put these games on not all of those problems that Philip Craven alluded to have been resolved so there have been cutbacks in venues they've had to reorganize some of the sports there's a lot less transport than there was for the Olympic Games and there are a lot fewer staff so I think there will be problems during the games even though there is this spirit to get them going and they will start tonight with the opening ceremony
1: have they been able to shift the tickets
0: yes one point only 12 percent of paralympic tickets had been sold they've lowered their target from three and a half million to around two and a half million tickets and they're giving away a lot of tickets the tickets are much more competitively priced five or six pounds nine or ten dollars per ticket so the number of tickets has been pushed up to about 1.6 million tickets so some of those embarrassing scenes we saw during the olympic games when some of the big venues and stadiums were partially empty that will hopefully be avoided during the Paralympic Games.
1: One of the controversies ahead of these games hasn't been so much to do with Rio's preparations as the whole business. I mean, we often seem to talk about this ahead of the Paralympics of how disabled competitors are classified. What can you tell us about
0: that? Yeah, one commentator said to me yesterday, classification is to Paralympic sport to what the controversy of doping is to Olympic sport. And in past games, this has come to the fore because the classification row carries on during the Games itself. We saw a row in London 2012 involving the famous British swimmer, Ellie Simmons. One way they're trying to avoid that during the Paralympic Games in Rio is that there will be no classification taking place during the Games themselves. Apart from a handful of new athletes who've not been classified before, they're not they not going to discuss these issues, they're not going to have these issues fought out in the glare of publicity before the Games themselves. Nonetheless, as we saw in the British press last weekend, the British Paralympic Association has been accused of choosing athletes at the very top of their classification to ensure that the maximum number of gold medals for Britain. And some athletes say it's an unfair playing field. The response from the Paralympic Association itself was, well, you know, as long as these people are competing fairly and are winning gold medals, what is wrong with that?
1: The BBC's Wirra Davis and Rio telling us about some of the problems, some of the controversies ahead of these Games. But what can we look forward to? Well, There are there a are few evangelists for the Paralympics movement, like Teddy Katz. He's a former sports reporter with the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, and he's been going to the Games for a quarter of a century.
2: This all started in 1992. I actually was living as a journalist reporting for the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation at the Olympics in Barcelona and the Paralympics. And there was a great Olympic story where a rower, who many people didn't know, she was actually the world champion. She had a big accident about three months before the Olympics, made a remarkable rehabilitation and recovery to actually get carried into the boat to win a bronze medal. And they made a made- For TV movie about her life and her career as a result. And what struck me as odd was the Paralympics came about two weeks after the Olympics, and most of the athletes, if not all of the athletes, had a story equally as powerful, if not more powerful, than Silken Lauman, this particular rower. And nobody had ever heard of them. In fact, most of the Canadian media left and went home. And I was one of the few people who had the incredible opportunity to go and start telling some of these stories. The Canadian women's wheelchair basketball team was playing in the final with the U.S., which the U.S. had never been beaten in a Paralympic final. And it was a packed, a raucous arena. And the game went back and forth right down to the wire and Canada ended up coming out on top. And at the end of the game, the team raised their star athlete out of her wheelchair. So picture this. She's hanging on to the rim, dangling her feet under the rim and cutting down the net to take home as a souvenir. And tears are rolling down her eyes in the process. And the fans are just going crazy watching this. And to me, that was an early moment of the Paralympics that made me a big believer. It's remarkable, though, in a sense, how little they have been told in recent years. But I think
1: I was reading that NBC in the States may be broadcasting about 60 hours of Paralympics this time around, but in London 2012, it was only about five and a half hours, which
2: seems extraordinary. Well, I think progress sometimes is slow, but it has been progress. If I look at what happened in 1992 and I see what's happening today...